everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 133. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Makochan. And I do apologize for that little pause in there. Adobe decided to um, say, no, I'm not going to do anything until... You do something. So I had to do something. Now we're up and running. So now that we got that out the way, welcome to our special podcast about Sailor Moon La Reconquista. And we couldn't do this episode without some awesome friends that are part of the fandom, that have been pretty much part of the fandom a little bit longer than I have. So let's go ahead and let's bring this up. Um, and if you know by, if you have been listening to the show since uh, day one, you'll know, you'll know these familiar voices. Am I right, Mako? Yep. Thank you. Let's see if I'm looking at the screen correctly. On my left, we have uh, Saya Yatin from Kinmoku Revolution, who was on the show when we discussed our uh, Sailor Moon special about a year ago. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you kind of figured that would happen. Well... I fear for what's going to happen at the end of the podcast. Okay, you think that you think it's bad now? I fear for the length of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't planning on going to bed before midnight anyway. What is this thing called sleep? Yeah, it's a good thing I uh, close tomorrow. Mm. And, and and on and on and on, on my left, uh, we have um. The web, the webmaster, the webmistress from MissDream.org, the lovely people who help put the um, the MiU out for, on stage for us to walk to uh, to watch. If you like uh, to introduce them, please say hello. If they can hear us. Hi. Hello. Hello. You, you sound a little distant. Can you get a little closer? Can you hear us now? A little better. A little better. Yeah. Hello. There we go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> those other voices you heard is Ellie and Dan, uh, the team behind MissDream.org. And also, uh, James is here, and he did the majority of the translation for Larry Conquista. Ah, have him pop on and say hi! I'm here, I've been talking. Oh, there you are, there you are. Ah, there we go, so that's James. My apologies. Okay, let's go ahead and move this out the way. So, let's see what's going on here, and... Before we continue, before I get a message from uh, Tiger Claw, check-ins are now live. There we go. Okay. We are live tonight, week of October 1st, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. We're all in there now, so you can talk, say hi. The bar is open. There are $2 drink specials going down the pipe. Um, if you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, it is irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com, click on the VOG Network tab, and there's a link. And your chat client will automatically pick it up. And we can rock and roll. As I said before, check-ins are open. Come by, join us in the forums. I'm seeing one too many tumbleweeds rolling by, and that's just about the gist of it. 
Oh, one more thing. We are live on VOD Network, Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentations, Thursdays at 1. I just said Thursdays at 9.30, didn't I? Yep. <sighs> this is going to be a good episode. I meant Tuesdays at 9.30. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good episode. No drinking till after the show. Oh, oh, come on, I have some. I have some rum left. Like that's gonna stop him. Seriously. Didn't stop Mako-chan last time. I was eat. No, I was eating gummy bears. Vodka gummy bears. Just because they were drunken does not mean anything. But I was eating gummy bears. Vodka gummy bears stumbling here and there and everywhere. Yes, but this is about Sailor Moon, so I'm completely sober. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that was poor choice of words on your behalf, Moscow. What? Being sober for this one. <laughs> Sailor Moon is not the thing that leads people to drinking. No, well, it's I'm, some of the I'm, people I'm in the fandom. Med, so I can't drink. Actually, Ari, depending on who you hang out with in the fandom, will cause you to drink, and in some cases, in some cases, smoke. Well said. There yeah, you I've go. Had plenty of people in my other fandoms who have driven me to hit the bottom like bottle like you the fist of God. And then there are some people there where you want to take the gun and pistol whip them for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, hey Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, I had a pretty busy week. Um, Friday night, my friend and I saw Metallica's new movie, Into the Never. It was as awesome as you you think it sounds. It's a Metallica concert here in with uh, some shit going on that has only kind of a sort of a relation to the plot. Mm. Uh, and today I managed to pick up some new shoes because ones I had er- from earlier were uh, practically rotting away and the uh, bottoms were all falling off and shit. So uh, I ended up having to go to this place in uh, Berlin near what's called the Airport Circle, a name which is very non-indicative because there's no airport nearby and the traffic pattern only barely has a circle. Mm. But uh, it's a special place because I wear size 17 shoes and that's the only place I can get them retail and not break my goddamn wallet. Well, I hear you on the whole sneaker thing because when you, when you walk up and down the street when you can feel the cobble as you're walking, it might be time to replace those sneakers. I'm looking at mine I'm like, the soles are still intact but I can feel the cobble as I walk. You feel the, like the uh, like little rubber bits on the bottom of it, like the, you know the molding. Is mm. that like falling off or falling off? I don't feel that. I just feel the, the um like the cement as you're walking, like the rocks in the cement, so like whatever pattern it is. That. Oh, and also a cookbook came for me that I pre-ordered a while ago. Yeah, what'd you get? It's the Cooking Comically Cookbook. Recipes so easily, so easy you'll actually make them. It's from cookingcomically.com, and there's a hundred, at least a hundred recipes in here for a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and uh, appetizers. See, I need one that works for a rice cooker. I'm sure you can find one. Oh, they have them. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote one. Really, a cookbook? Yup, on, on using a rice cooker. Unexpected, but that yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it for me. I know that now I'm also getting ready for another anime convention. Uh, a couple of us are definitely. Oh, good. I, I was worried you were going to do that whole who's on first thing with what anime convention is it? 
you're giving me an idea. We should actually write that out as like a as something to run, but not right Let's now. Let's not. I said okay, not they, right now. Let us do the routine at opening ceremonies, and yeah, I'll be all for it. But until that time, no. Let's not. Exactly. So. Now, where are you going? Another anime convention. Oh, what's it called? Another anime convention. Yeah. Repeat until people storm the stage and put our heads on ten spikes. Mm, giving the, those people no, they won't just yet. But um, hey Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweetie Belle, what happened? I've been sick. That's it. I've been working and then I got sick, so. Luckily, I got sick on my two days off, and I had two days off in a row, so I spent two days in bed doing absolutely nothing but reading. To quote Mama Soprano, oh, poor you. Yeah, bite me. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'll make mine kind of brief and straightforward. So, pretty much after uh, last week's uh, podcast, I was getting ready for yet another interview, and I noticed that my closet fell apart. <laughs> I go to grab a pair of pants out of the closet. The dowel just falls. Put it back Someone up. Someone cue up the losing horns from Prices Right when that happened. That's even better. Yeah. Evidently, the side of my closet that makes the closet... Is being held up by, by that same type of drywall that you get when you buy your own like bookcases. It's that type of wood. So particle board. Yeah, there you go, particle board. So I have the shorter bookcase pushed all the way up against it to make sure that that wood doesn't move back and everything come falling down. Don't know how. I would have also accepted it's held up with duct tape. Don't get don't, don't get me don't give me any ideas. Oh no, that actually sounds like a really good idea though. Hmm. Might need to add a little Tim Taylor more power to it. Huh. Other than that, I've just been bumming around, sending my applic- my resume all over to f- five boroughs, phone interviews and this and that, and I have a and I got thrown onto a deployment shift tomorrow for four hours in Queens, so it's something best part is I don't have to get up early for it either. <laughs> okay. Now, let's ask our guests what they've been up to. So, um, Saya, Yatin, how was your week? How was your day? How's things been since you were last on the show? Uh, crazy. Crazy? <laughs> if you can break it down to, like, five sentences or less, go for it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we... We did our sewing area to make room for our new embroidery machine that will hopefully be coming home in the next two weeks. Awesome. Um, we're jam-packed with commissions. We watched La Reconquista, and we'll talk about our thoughts on that in a little bit. And other than that, no, it's just work, 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 work. Oh, yeah, and, and there was a flood in Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there for that? Yeah, well, we're in Colorado. We've been in Colorado for four years, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with yeah. 
So, you, see, Ari... Sorry, I, I didn't know where you guys lived, so... I had a co-worker who was in Colorado when the flood happened, and we were worried, like, something had happened to her. But, yeah, she and was And rightfully right. so. Yeah. See, Ari, you, you, you gotta understand, when the Fire Nation attacked the Jersey Shore, the Water Nation was also pretty pissed off as well. Yeah, yeah the Water, Water Nation, Nation had to leave. Took out our roads. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to go to Estes Park for a couple of years. No, seriously, if you need to go in the mountains, there's a lot of not road anymore. <laughs> it, it's not a park, it's a pond. That's what it is. Um, it, no, it's still... It's not a pond anymore. The water's receded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and uh, Ellie, James, how was your week and how was your day? Well, uh, this weekend we kind of, you know, worked on some new stuff for the musical. Uh, awesome. There's the Senshu Raku, which is the final performance, working on the, adapting our translation of that, um, or of a previous musical, to uh, fit the recording of that. We're getting pretty close to finish with that, so that was good. And uh, also, you know, a bunch of shopping, a bunch of regular real person stuff. That's cool. Real person stuff. Real person stuff you speak of. I don't know. I spent a good part of the week trying to keep the internet from falling apart after we broke the uh, the network last <laughs> week. So, yeah, the network's okay. The internet's uh, fixed. We're all good. See, if I accidentally break the network, my first instinct is to go under my table and see if I damaged the files box. If not, then I call them and be like, yeah, you need to reset the circuit or something. Oh, it was a network in the uh, office where my uh, server is located. Oh, we, uh, yeah, we, we broke a data traffic center. for Laurie's to download was so high that it crippled our site. Well, it, it crippled other servers on the network, too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw, we had to disable direct downloads for some time until I could get something figured out to not have direct, the direct downloads break the site. Well, <laughs> damn. I, I'm, I'm on another person's hosted site. I could have... I would have taking some of that load off, off off your shoulders. For next time. Yes, for next <laughs> now time. we know. Yes, and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Oh god, that's deeply ingrained. <laughs> <laughs> if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com HockeyCommon says, it could have been worse, Ronma. You could have had a scene from Fibber McGee and Molly where you open the closet door and you would have an avalanche of all the stored items fall out and go all over the house. See, my closet doesn't have a door. It's just right there. Now, the stuff in my storage, if I open the door and the shelves came down, I'd be pretty pissed because that's where I keep all my um, collectible mugs. What? No, I heard the soldier in the background. Sorry. Well, yeah, you did. You were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, look at vognetwork.com slash live. It'll say, currently live on Vogue Network, and then say the, the name of the song it's playing. The funny thing is, it's not supposed to. It's supposed to, it's supposed to show the name of the episode. All the other... It uh, did for like five, for like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but because you're playing music, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show the name of the music you're playing. No, but I have it set to override. That's just it. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It plays. It says the name of whatever music is playing. I know. No one said Shoutcast was was simple. No, but no one said. Uh, 
All right, all right, all right. I think we have a lot to cover here. And really? By, I yeah. would have never guessed. <laughs> oh, you. All right, so I say let's go ahead, uh, take our first break, and when we get back, we're going to break down this musical and just compare then and now and what everyone thought of it. And we're going to give Ari here a crash course in Ceremiu 101. Um, let's start taking bets of how long he lasts for his brain breaks. <laughs> I gotta hustle you all by betting on myself. <laughs> I got Just throwing that out there. I got my money on his brain is already broken. No, no, I say 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in. Then you just give me your money, because his brain is already broken. No, no, it's not already broken, because I sewed it up, and I had the string to unsew it up right here. One pull and a break. Say what? (laughs) (laughs) I put Gorilla Glue on my brain. You're not breaking this shit for anything. It's going to be one of those episodes. We will be back.
if you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Okay, you guys are just horrible. You guys are just horrible, terrible people. And it is You're going to pl- have to be more exacting than that. And it is a pleasure to have y'all as friends. Okay, so as you know, when we, when we do our musical breaks, we have our little chat going, you know, the trade information and make jokes here and there. We started talking about the musical and things got a little chaotic. Things didn't get a little chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Things got a lot chaotic. Yeah. It, there are some things that you just shouldn't cross. And, and then people do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, you can have crossovers like that, but at the same time, when you're us, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I so when, when you're when you're twisted individuals, you should probably not try and think of ways to cross over Star Wars and Sailor and there, and there goes Mako-chan. Let's, and she's gone. See, we should have put in that little bet that when um, Skype guys are going to piss us off, so... I hate you, Skype. See, when you start, mess- when you start talking about Sailor Moon and Star Wars, you piss off the Skype gods. Because I guess evidently... You probably reminded him that horrible uh, porno crossover, Sailor and the Seven Balls. Hey, I like that. Shut up. <laughs> You've dug your own grave so deep. You're in China right now, aren't you? I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) You can't plead the fifth here, because you always incriminate yourself no matter what. Yeah, I don't give a shit. (laughs) So I've noticed. (laughs) But there is nothing wrong with Starballs. Anyway. The hook. <laughs> no, the, the, no, no. If you t- if you get the hook, she's gonna grab the hook and send everybody flying across the other side of the stage. And um, the podcast, nor do its parent company have the insurance to cover that. So yeah, there's hooks. God damn it, Ari! See what you started. Anyway, I believe yeah. we're getting a little off track. A little. A little. Um, how many episodes have you been here for? Uh, what? Hang on, I gotta double check. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was never aware there was a track. <laughs> she gets it! Say it gets the $64,000 question. Mako, give her the shekels. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Misty's asking me if they're shiny, and I got distracted. God! You're almost as bad as Travis. 
And if we go to the chat room, Raginator says, show title right there. There's nothing wrong with Starballs. In Mako-chan's world, yeah, you're pretty much correct. <laughs> so what can I say? What can I say? I, I like Twisted Things, and it has Sailor Moon in it. What does? Starballs. Oh. Right, can we just get on to your comparison of Star of Star Wars and Sailor Moon for for Skype gods, aka Kevin Smith, wants to kick your ass? No. Then can we move on to discussion of the musical then? Yes. Well, bef- before we do, there's something I want to get out there real quick. Um, right now, Anime Jam Session, along with a few other bloggers and podcasters and cosplayers, we're part of a Indiegogo fundraiser for a friend of the show. Uh, long story short, we're raising money to help cover uh, medical and bereavement co- uh, costs. Uh, what happened was she was in a car accident going down to AWA. She's okay, but she lost her mother in the car accident so she's on the road to recovery so a bunch of us are working together to raise funds um the amount total has hit over $3,500 in less than 24 hours which I think is freaking phenomenal um if you want to help out um there is a link on the main anime jam session page if you head to the facebook page there is a tabbed link to it um uh, I'm going to put it in the, in the chat room now. Um, igg.me slash at slash love for Venus. Um, there's also a Facebook fan page called uh, Project Love Venus, so you can join over there. All we're asking now is just pay it forward, get other people going, and just any little bit counts. That's that's what that's how we're trying to that's how we roll. And. God damn it, Michael Chan! Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your post was bad, and you should feel bad. But it's the truth. You're starting to sound like Randall Graves. It's the truth. I'm sorry. When was the last time you were ever sorry? Um. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably get on to, you know, the whole topic of what the show is about. Exactly. So let's start with a, um, with a brief breakdown of what the, of Sarah Miu, um, if Ellie, James, Say, or Yan, if any of you four would like to take that, the floor is yours. Uh, well, you know, honestly, at Miss Stream, we haven't watched a whole lot of the original musicals. We're okay. really only familiar with the fourth stage and now the fifth stage. Um, so maybe it's more appropriate if Saya and Yatin begin. Awesome. You know, we need to just send you our videotapes and let you have at it. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find time, really. <laughs> we started in 90... 93. 93. 93. Yeah, the, the very first one started in 1993, so they were actually simultaneously being released with the episodes of Sailor Moon. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, they are Sailor Moon musicals, or most people just call them ZMU. Um, there were four stages and they're broken down by the actresses that played Sailor Moon. The fans break them down that way, yeah. Um, 
The first moon was Anza Oyama. Oyama, yeah. All hail the queen. Yes, Queen Anza. And of course, there was Fumina. She didn't really. She just had a very short stint. She didn't. Well, she she was a good actress, but not so great of a singer. But also, on top of it, they handed her some really crack musicals. Yeah, they handed her some bad musicals. They didn't really give her a fair That sounds shot. like they gave her bad drugs, the way you're saying musicals. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> they basically took three sets of villains from three different seasons, threw them in a blender, and made a musical out of it. It was yeah. really weird. Same thing on fanfiction.net somewhere. In fact, it's one of the musicals that we purchased, watched, and then went, what was that, and promptly sold. Put back on eBay. We're like, get rid of this. <laughs> Um, the third uh, actress was Miyuki, and unfortunately, she passed away in 2008. Yeah, she had some sort of heart condition. Um, and then the, um, the final of the original actresses was um, Marina. Marina. Um, and I do want to... Now, uh, you guys over at Miss Dream can correct me with this, but I don't think Bandai sponsors the, this new musical, Reconquista, correct? <laughs> Uh, Bandai does not. It's Milky Planning, Duengo, and Kodansha. Yeah, because okay. I was going to say, we haven't seen Bandai's name anywhere. And they usually smack, smack yeah. their label on it they if they're involved. They usually plaster it pretty so, good. The, the way, a really good way to differentiate between the first and the second, besides the giant gap in, in time, is the, the fact that the first set of musicals are Bandai-sponsored, and the second musical, Reconquista, is not. Which it will explain something that we'll get into later. You see, I actually thought they were sponsored by Sony by looking at the background. I mean, you had the X, <laughs> circle, triangle, and the square. You mean Sa- the PlayStation buttons yes. were plastered up on stage? Yes. I saw that, too. I'm thinking... Because I- it started them at, like, a game show. But here's the best part. They were holding <laughs> Wiimotes. Uh, now, now i got to go back and watch it just to see that. <laughs> oh, wow. And Nintendo's, like, collecting money. <laughs> like I said, I was expecting to hear, like, that little phrase, you know, sponsored in part by Sony. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Um, Let's talk about what we thought of it. Now, before we give our everyone else's opinions. Ari, let's start with you. This was your first Sierra Miu, correct? Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't bad. I mean, I had some issues with some of the uh, story parts, but I was mostly going by what I saw in the anime the first time around, but then I was told that the musicals are obviously non-canon, so I shouldn't shouldn't worry about it too much. I I was thinking... MST3K mantra. Mm I was thinking after I've watched this, I'm like, somewhere, somewhere out there, there's a fan fiction writer who watched this and probably said, they used my story, I am happy, or they used my story and I'm going to sue them. Yeah, that might happen. I, I, I'm just saying because... Because the musicals are non-canon, and it's and when you watch it, it's like I could have sworn I read this in a fan fiction somewhere. No, yeah, actually, which, it, which is fun, it's funny it to bring up. Wait, manga accurate? Oh, La Reconquista. No, yeah, yeah, the Reconquista and the original musicals too were usually more manga accurate than the anime. Okay. Um, there it's were a couple. 
that were really cracked out, and there were a couple that were actually based off of little shorts in the manga itself. Like, um, for example, Transylvania No Mori mm-hmm. was based on the uh, the there whole vampire. Little, there was a little vampire short in the manga at the back of the book where um, Usagi and Chibiusa fight a vampire. I think the only only non-canon one would have been the Fumina musical the, where, where the they space were, pirates. <laughs> yeah, where they were Gilligan's Island only for Sailor Moon, and it was really weird. Oh, boy. Anyway, it's funny no, you, you bring up fanfic, because like, some of the ones I've read, they've, whenever it comes to video games and stuff like that, has uh, everyone else you know doing okay or con- or better than average and then uh they'll have they'll mention Ami, you know, just taking a break from her studies, playing the game once, smoking all their asses, putting up the high scores like five, ten times higher what what have you, and then go back to her studies like it wasn't anything. Tell you what, I saw Ami at a King of Fighters tournament. I'm out later. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 going to the bar now. Later. I ain't winning this I ain't winning this tournament. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as soon as I saw, I saw the uh, the boy band of the generals. <laughs> <laughs> you're going, you're going to make me go pull up um and sync. Okay, keep you gotta watch what you say. I fucking dare you. <laughs> but anyway, that's what it came off to me like. I'm thinking, oh wow. What a license to print money this could be. Well, but uh, it's funny you should mention that because uh, in the Japanese they sort of fit the same sort of boy band personalities, and I wasn't sure how to translate that to text. But the way they speak, the verbs that they use, and the inflection, it kind of fits like the tough one, the sensitive one, the cool one. I'm like, oh, I wish I could translate this into English better. The older brother kind of like you. You remember the. Uh, Boy band parody TV show together. Yeah, I actually like that. Yeah, so did I. But, Sorry, uh, you said boy band parody, and I started thinking about South Park. Finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now, it took me a while to figure this out, but uh, all the uh, players on stage were women, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because I was thinking, wow, these are because like, you know, I was thinking, either these are women or these are some of the prettiest men I've ever seen. <laughs> Especially Mamaru, which really threw me off because I'm thinking, you know, make that hair blonde and you've got your Sailor Uranus. Well, you know, you're not the first person that said that. Really? No. I mean, the distinction is, you know. See, I'm at a loss of words trying to say it. God damn it. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Also, this probably might come out the wrong way, but I noticed that Mako-chan changed her uh, icon to Makoto in that in that oh-so-famous scene where she goes, I I have the most acting experience and talent. Camera pans down. And I was, just, I was looking at him like thinking, Wow, these girls aren't very um, <clears throat> talented. Hey, come on, come Japanese. on! Yeah, exactly. They're Japanese. You know, I was thinking. I wonder if anyone would make that connection, or if I'm just a special brand of fucked up. 
Well, before we continue in our chat room from Shoujo Power, she, she says, My friend who is a gay dude was having hots for Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. That's all I gotta say. Wanna join the dark side? Go right ahead. Make sure you take the cookies. Okay. Followed by, as was I, and I'm a straight girl. <laughs> Hey, Jedi was actually kind of hot. See, there you go. Was anyone who no Jedi hate? was very hot, and I'm waiting for my wife to punch me in the arm. Three, two, one. Like Zoe Sight. Muscle arm. Yeah, oh, Zoe Sight. That's what I meant. Zoe Sight. Oh. Zoe Sight. Zoe Sight. Zoe. Zoe. She was hot. You know, I found myself having my first ever homosexual attraction to uh, the actress for. Tuxedo mask, Yamato Yuga. Yeah. I was surprised by how much I liked her. Yeah, Yuga's good. Yeah. That comes I, now, I now want to look up the Takarazukas she was in. There are a lot of good ones, but um, the Jedi actress, Ruto, she's actually a fashion model, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh. And we also have here Jedi's actress is a men's clothing model. Thank you, Shoujo Power. <laughs> I guess you could say in, in this. I know that. I guess you could say in this iteration of Sailor Moon, Zoe Sight really was a female. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Zoe Sight, right up there with poison as. In the, we have no idea what this person's fucking gender is department. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, they all move pretty well on stage considering most of them were wearing high heels or uh, high heeled boots, even tuxedo masks for whatever reason. Well, they might have like the, like the soles on the bottom that'll help. I don't know. Plus, when you're doing these rehearsals, seriously, actually... even the tuxedo mask was in the three-inch heels. Not, they not, probably not, did that to keep to keep the distance between her and Satomi Moon. Oh, okay. It's a it's a height thing. They mm -hmm. actually tried to keep the heights kind of. Yeah, because Mama had like a whole head over Usagi. Mm -hmm. Also, did anyone else notice that tuxedo masks didn't have a mask? He yeah. yes. threw it off stage. He showed up with it and then tossed it away. I I'm like, seeing that. that's like, like, dude, that's like half your namesake. Just can't cover up Yuga's face. Sorry. It's in this my contract. Contained by any mm. mere mask. That <laughs> I guess when I guess when the mask got thrown, it was probably a little fight in the background for the mask. You know, sort of like when you throw the bouquet at a wedding. You know. But, uh, and it would and it would fly out of their hands and inadvertently go into the nerdy girl's hands by mistake. Mm -hmm. That happened to Ami once. <laughs> well, yeah. So overall, Ari. Speaking of which, did they was it was it just me or did they did they make Ami into like the damsel in distress because she didn't actually go into Sailor Mercury form until like three quarters of the way in. Well, it kind of seemed that way. Yeah, most of the time she was either, like, held hostage or uh, monologuing with, so like, talking back and forth with Zoysite. So, in other words, they made her into Tuxedo Mask. Wait, say that again? So, in other words, they made Ami into Tuxedo Mask in just about every other incarnation of Sailor Moon. Oh, wow. That was, that was bad. <laughs> wow. Ten points to Gryffindor. Wow. <laughs> 
Okay, ten points to Slytherin. So, Ari, what did you think of it, like, overall? I thought the, uh... thought it was, you know, very well put together. And the, um, I know the attacks are very, uh... It's very difficult to translate them into a physical form. But, uh, you just had to use your imagination or count on a crowd to do so. But mm -hmm. it was pretty good. Okay. Um... Mako, what did you think of the musical? Um, because I haven't seen the originals in a very, very long time, I can't really decide if I like the originals more because of just the nostalgia of it or if it was just that much better. Um, the one thing that I had a lot of grief with was the fact that a lot of the women on stage were very, very new to acting and dancing and you could tell. Mm-hmm. I haven't you seen could... a whole lot of theater, so I really couldn't tell. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying acting in general. You could tell uh, that this was probably their first show and being how popular it is, I think they really should have gotten people that have been on stage at least not necessarily in that type of, like, the all-female kind of acting group, but on stage, doing that kind of thing, some sort of experience with acting and at least dancing or something. But that, that was my issue, is that, like, watching them still struggling after the training and after the practices, and that's it was kind of distracting to me. I think part of it may have been due to the fact, at least from, I, now mind you, I haven't been to Japan, but we have a lot of friends that go over there. And one thing they always tell us, because we're trying to get over there just to, you know, see the culture, we're not, Sailor Moon isn't prevalent there anymore. A matter of fact, I've had Japanese troops come through my theater and they're like, oh, you cosplay, you and you like One Piece, because that's apparently the big thing there. Yeah, really. So no. I, they may not have realized the turnout that they were going to get for this musical. So that may have been how part of this played into it. They, they just grabbed people they thought would look good in the roles and then went from there. Yeah, they got a couple of key, like a couple of really strong voices and then after that they just were like, meh. Because mm. I do know, um, at least from the translations that have been provided to us, courtesy of Miss Dream, um, I, I believe uh, Naoko was in on the process. Yep. Yes. Correct? And uh, that's a lot of the uh, reason behind why I kind of have a disagreement on that, because Naoko was so involved in the casting of uh, the individual members, and the members that you said are less experienced, if you pay attention, are all Sailor Senshi. They're the younger, fresher roles where it sort of reflects that. They're supposed to be a little bit rough around the edges, because that's how they are in the manga. They're not perfect. They uh, sort of fumble their way through things, and it's reflected a lot in their actors, and I think... Saltomi is probably the closest to being a uh, personified Usagi of any of the main characters. Like, if you look at uh, my personal favorite until now, um, uh, Marina Moon, she was like perfect, graceful, flawless, had an amazing voice, but she didn't feel like Usagi. Now, Satomi Moon absolutely 100% like smack dab reeks of Usagi in every single sense and form. I don't think Usagi could sing well. 
I don't think that she can dance perfectly, but I think that it's reflected really well with their choice of casting. Fair enough. That's an interesting take on that. As a, as a theater person myself, that that's definitely not an angle I would think in in casting. You know, because usually when you're you're looking for someone who personifies the role as a visual, but they still have the strength they need to carry the role, which would be dancing and acting and singing. So that that is an interesting way of looking at that. And from the story, it sounded like Beryl was just trying to uh, tell things from her point of view. Like, I thought it was going to be kind of sort of like Wicked was over here for The Wizard of Oz. Now, or now. maybe she was just lying out of her ass. Now, now, the, the senshi were not fighting over a pair of shoes. This is true. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, uh, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, were they trying to paint her as sympathetic or just trying to say, oh, hey, there's another side to the story over here. You guys want to take a look? Anyone? We'll take a look. Let's see what you got. <laughs> Okay, um, I thought it was pr- was pretty good because this is like my th- second or third time watching a musical because through Lexi who showed me um, Anz's final performance and I still haven't forgiven her for that. <laughs> I have not- ball your eyes out. No, I-, I didn't ball, but I ju- it was just all the feels. I'm like, this is wrong, this is wrong, but yet it's still awesome. See, when I watch movies and TV shows and musicals and stuff, I try to follow along with it. If it's based off of something, I try to keep it out of my head. But as I'm watching it, whatever the original context is, pops in my head. And I try to see how it parallels or plays through. And then, because one of my sisters was a theater film major, I look at the special effects and I'm like... After I've watched this, honestly, it felt like a a made-for-TV movie. Something you'd watch on sci-fi. Campy, cheesy, but it's still awesome. You'd watch it a few times. You'd do a drinking game to it. This is something you'd bring to conventions to watch the night prior with your friends. Because it's not bad, but it's still awesome. You want to you want to get into the right mindset so we can go into the convention the next day. That is to say, hungover as fuck. Not really hungover, but you know. I don't really get hungover. It just doesn't happen for me. I have to introduce you to some people then. But um, I'd I'd like to see a second musical with this cast, and like, cause we got something. Let's see, put them in something different. Let, let's see where they can go from here. Yeah, but, a big uh, uh, outcry after the release of the musical and people got to see it subbed is, oh my god, please do R next. I don't know. I, it, the fact that you're saying R, I'm suddenly reminded of Evangelion, the angry producer who got pissed at the fans because they liked what he did because he was crazy and decided to put the screws to them. Ah, the Anna Hudiecki treatment. Yeah, I kind of feel they might they pull... They clung to Ray, and that drove him fucking nuts. I, you know, something like that could happen in R, I'm like, well, you asked for it. At least when uh, Naoko found out that Ami was 
you know, disproportionately popular. They, she, uh, you know, treated her nice. I think she had a, a special at one point later on. Yeah. About a, about getting a weird love love letter and it like blew her mind. Yeah, I've yet she to... ended up with hives or something. I've yet to. Yeah, that uh, like, like pat, like panic sweats and like faces your face and like every like exposed skin just turns red from all the blood rushing to it. Um, remember, she, remember she had said that in the musical, like, finding another guy is, like, finding a guy to hook up with is, like, 30th on my list of priorities, and, uh, Zoe was, like, legitimately shocked. I know, right? <laughs> See, as Ami is what you call an independent woman, um, go to the chat room real quick, uh, Shoja Power says, I have to say, seeing the Miu in person was a different experience from watching it online. And I know two people who went to Japan just to see the musical. I'm like, I know seeing the uh, since she appeared like in the aisle, like like just like that, like the lights and like little Mamie go bah, like swerve. You know? <laughs> okay, uh, Seiya Yaten, uh, what did you think of the musical? Oh God! Uh oh! Oh boy! Uh oh! Gra- grab your rifles, grab your helmet, stuck in cover. It's coming. We might want to just break it into sections of different aspects of the musical and what we thought of the different aspects. Go okay, for let's it. do that. Um, Storyline, it was good. There was one part that really actually kind of upset us because in our opinion, and of course our opinion it actually kind of goes against Sailor Moon's character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't really want to do much more. I mean, if there are people that haven't seen the musical, we don't want to say anything. But if they're listening to this, they've seen the musical. Yeah. Basically, and I realize that in a way it is manga accurate, but I'm sorry. The fact that Usagi committed suicide the second time really, really, really made me angry. They had this beautiful characterization all the way through the playfulness of Mamoru. He's he's reassuring her, yes, she fell asleep. Okay, I get that. And But all of this great characterization, and she shows up there to fight Beryl, and all of a sudden you take her booty call away, and eh, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I and then her friends are like, that's okay, the four of us will give up our lives so you can bring your sorry ass back. No. To me, that really takes away from from what I've always perceived Sailor Moon to be about. And it just makes me really, really sad. It, to me, Usagi always had a strength that stood apart from even Princess Serenity, her, her past self. She always had a... A preserve... Genki. I mean, she just... No matter how... Dang crappy it got. She just kept going. She and she always she was very, you know, like hey, and you know, she was blonde, like, you know, whatever. But, you know, no matter what, she always kept going and she always did have a sense of duty of a that she had Well that grew something, on her though. you know, something greater that she had to take care of. When the chips were down, she she always did what needed to be done, basically. Yep. And that that very small part of the storyline upset us. Um, the rest of it was really cute as far as the storyline goes. The dialogue was hysterical. 
Um, oh my God, the the Baba lemurs. The she's, Baba lemurs just rolling <laughs> hysterical on the floor, I, talking if, about stuffing barrels, <laughs> dressed with buns and with, yeah, with sticky buns. We were like, Oh my God! You'll be happy to know they expanded that scene in the Senshu record. We were waiting for the downloads to die down before we started searching yeah. that out again. I was uh, waiting for that bitch to get like blown away like halfway through as being the uh, warm-up villain for the musical. Yeah, there's, there's usually a plethora of villains related or not in musicals. I'm, I'm not sure why they do that, but in any event. But Baba, I mean... For the most part, the acting was really, really good. The costumes are really good. If we're going to break that down, we really actually, I mean, the costumes, when they first came out, we were like, what crack are you guys smoking? And then we were just like, you know what? It's actually kind of starting to grow on us. I mean, yeah, that they're blinged out. You know, there's some ridiculous aspects. That they took on some of the Takarazuka designers, yeah. you can tell. And you know what? It's growing on us, and they they did good on the costumes. I mean, I love Beryl's costumes, and the generals, I really like their costumes. So I mean, oh my god, it looks like they used Warbler for Endymion. It was beautiful. I know, Endymion was awesome. It wasn't, like, the very special guided... I'm kind of sad they traded out Serenity's uh, wings yeah. for, you know, party store wings when she got on stage, but, you know. Yeah, I noticed that, too. They looked ex- especially cheap compared to everything else. Yeah. Um, so the costumes in the wigs were really, really good, though we were expecting something to happen, and it did. And we thought it was funny. <laughs> and like any true Sailor Moon musical, the Moon- wigs got trashed. Well, I was thinking Moon on a Wire. Oh, yeah, that too. Moon on a Wire and Floating Ginzui Show on a Wire, too. That, was, uh, that, was that fun. made us roll. See, the uh, the light-up sword was a completely really nice touch. unexpected and really awesome. We were like, whoa, that's so cool. So we really liked the costumes. We really liked the acting. It, it, for us, the dancing was really good, too. Yeah, the storyline minus that one part. Right. We both have um, musical backgrounds, so I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from now that you've mentioned it about them maybe not being strong singers. But, you know, the generals, on the other hand, are not novices, and I'm sorry, but they kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I don't think that they sucked so much as they were forcing them into a lower a lower range. And it just it and sounded it just awkward. it sounded awkward and very forced. It didn't, it didn't sound nice, but... You know, for Yuga, they had her singing in her range, and she sounded great. She but also had how many years training in Takazuka? You know, she's a Takazuka actress. Um, I really liked Beryl. Um, I liked her voice, and I also loved Queen Serenity's voice. They right. were all very strong vocally, and I feel like the rest of the girls. You know, you know what? Ami had a great voice, actually. Yeah, but you know, then again, they had her doing solos with Zoisite. And that was I, that needs a special mention. That Zoe yeah. Saitami thing was ridiculously cute. Yeah, so, I mean, mm-hmm. as far as for us, especially coming from the previous musicals, um, and you know, both of us have theater and musical backgrounds. The the singing was a letdown for us. the The vocal aspect of the musical was a letdown. 
but I mean, uh, on a scale of one to ten, I still would give it a seven point five. It was it was better than I was expecting. Whenever they redo things, I'm always nervous because yes. it, it could go either way, and it, it definitely went in a positive direction. But then again, like we confirmed, this is not something Bandai is producing, so this is something completely different from the original set of musicals, and that's something we really want to differentiate is this is actually completely different. This is not a continuation of the original musicals. This is 100% new. Right. It didn't have the cheese factor of the first set of musicals. So it, yeah. it has to be taken differently. I mean, just... Yeah. Yeah. Same story, different storyteller. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like when they take Tenchi and tell it over and over again. Don't get me started on that. Okay? Touch the nerve. Okay. The OVAs. The first 13. I'm cool. I'm happy with that. First TV series. I like that. That was cool. Shin Tenchi Muyo. Pioneer. What are you doing? Please. Know, what right are you doing? And then, no, 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 no. Please. What are you doing? Please stop. Then... All new Tenchi Muyo, you brought his mother into it. She's dead. What are you doing? Please, stop. The new OVAs pretty much wrecked the entire Tenchi Muyo universe. And do not get me started on War on Geminar, okay? You're going to spin it off and put his we, little brother we, in it? We stopped after the goddess thing. We were just like, no. <laughs> so are you cool with GXP then? No. No. Nobody's cool with GXP. <laughs> Anyway, bringing it back to Sailor Moon. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I have to say, and this amuses me to no end, when they came back out on stage and sang Moonlight Densetsu, I was laughing my ass off. Because they've only had two weeks of practice, three weeks of practice, something like that, all together and singing that song, and mm -hmm. they did it better than Momoklo, who's been singing it for two years. Well, that's not hard to do. I'm sorry, I'm not a Moklo fan. Okay. Neither, neither am I. Okay, Momoklo that, is... I just, I just find that hilarious. That five girls that just got together, just started singing this song together, sing it better than five girls who have been singing together for years. Right. And throughout this musical, I'm, I, I was waiting for the, for the hop, skip, jump. I, I really was. I'm like, it's got to be in there somewhere. Because maybe because the people that I roll with always do it. It's ingrained in my skull that they're going, you're going to see this as part of the choreography one way or another. Yeah. And let's see. The wings on, on Serenity, they weren't even, they weren't even on properly. They were on like a, 45 they were crooked. Yes. Yeah, they were crooked. And, Usa and Usagi's Mickey Mouse hair. It bothered me at one point because one of her pigtails was draped over the opposite shoulder. It, it's and like one of the one of the earlier fight scenes, and she just like leaves it there. I'm thinking, wait, are you ever gonna fix that? Because it, that looks freaking weird. Coming from a theater it. background, there's no fixing that. You just roll with it. Exactly. Right. It is what it is. You leave it lie and go. 
if your wig falls on the floor, you just keep going. No, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Please, no. what were you going to say? No, no. This is one of the times I'm not going to say it. Alright, so so let, let's go over to, to Ellie and crew and see yes. what they thought. They translated the whole thing. Um, well... You think I should get hazard pay for it? <laughs> My uh, musical experience is limited to the ones that I've translated, which go back to um, Mugen Gakuen, the stars... Uh, Mostly, mostly fourth stage. I did a lot of fourth stage. Uh, Ryusei, Densetsu, um, Shinkage, Shima, Densetsu, Kaitaiban. So it's mostly focused on the later ones. So I have done some first and second stage. Also, Transylvania Memoria. I actually hated mm. that one. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I've been all over the place. Um, I actually really liked this one. Um, I thought that their choice of uh, casting was uh, interesting and fresh. And they kept to the manga storyline, which uh, was interesting to see. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't really have any too many criticisms. Of course, Serenity's wings were terrible. Uh, they did fix that in the Senshiraku. I think in the uh, first recording that we put out there, she probably bumped them on something on her way out and she couldn't really fix them. Can't really, like, in the middle of singing, uh, Staircase to the Moon reach behind her and adjust her wings. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that there were no returning songs, but again, that goes hand-in-hand with changing companies. It's not Bandai anymore. They don't have the licenses to them. And even though the creative mind behind that is still um, Naoko and uh, her friends, um, oh, what's his name, Kaoka, uh, that's actually a producer that worked on her husband's show, Hunter x Hunter, so mm. she brought him back to work on this musical, and uh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's all in the family. It's still Naoko and... Um, Everybody that's been involved with Sailor Moon since the beginning that's been doing it, so I don't think it's fair to really separate it out too much. Uh, but I thought everything that they did was pretty good. There's nothing that really ruined it for me. I enjoyed the experience from beginning to end, and it was a lot of fun translating it and helping share that with people uh, out there that can uh, that don't speak Japanese as well. All right, fair enough. And all right, as we continue to do a basic round robin, I am going to open the Skype line. So if you did see La Reconquista or any other musical and you want to chime in, have a cup of coffee with us and tell us what you think, you can go ahead and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. So let's just keep the ball rolling. So, As for me, um, you know, I took kind of a backseat role in translating this one. I mean, this was James's baby. <clears throat> um, so my enjoyment of the musical was pretty pure. I mean, I kind of woke up at four in the morning to watch it in a half-asleep state, and there were a lot of things that I really enjoyed. Um, primarily, I liked that it was comedic, and for the most part, lighthearted, which to me has always been the most attractive part of Sailor Moon. Mm. You know, I'm not really in it for the drama or the suicides or the, you know, oh, you know, Silver Millennium, oh, it's so horrible, we have to, like, everything's destroyed. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there for the pervial jokes, like with, you know, old hag Baba. And I'm there to hear Usagi, like, complain that all of her friends have dates and she doesn't. And to watch her play video games and complain about how she didn't sleep all night. Like, that's what I'm there for. And to me, the great thing about La Reconquista is it really captured that playful, lighthearted spirit. For the most part, you know. In Act 1. Yeah, in Act 1. I mean, Act 2 is obviously a whole different thing. 
Um, I really enjoyed the costumes. You know, to me, it's always been very difficult to convince myself to work on the musicals. And I, I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for saying this, but I just found Anza's costumes so tacky. All <laughs> well, and the uh, secondary color uh, subdress under it. But, as somebody who's kind of coming to this as a casual enjoyer of musicals, you know, to me, I could go into La Reconquista and I wasn't immediately off-put by, like, glaring yellow wigs and, like, ridiculous huge costumes. Yeah, the wigs actually look pretty good. Yeah, I think they look really good. It was almost like the live-action PGSM when that came out in 2003. It was like, oh my god, there's a form of Sailor Moon live-action in costumes that's not, like, over-the-top, over-glam. Um, so I really like that. I really enjoyed what they did with Beryl. I loved her hair. I just, I loved how spooky she looked. How about that battle armor? Yeah, the yeah, battle yeah. armor was a great touch. Um, I just, I really loved it. And I think the music, I loved that it was all new. And my only, you know, regret was that there was no Lost Soldier, because that's my favorite musical song. But I think they did a really great job creating something original that was still in the same spirit of Sailor Moon. And... One other comment that's kind of unique to me, um, I work as a personal translator for Osano Fumio, uh, who is now Kotakuchi's manager. Osabu. Osabu. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as the musicals were, were going on in Japan, you know, he would send out daily tweets like, okay, today we're doing another performance at this and this time. And every single day I noticed a comment where he'd say, you know, there's still tickets available. Same day tickets are still available. Please come purchase. And to me, that kind of kicked up a red flag. You know, after the first or second day, you know, every single day, there's still same-day tickets available. That was troubling, because the tickets are $70 a pop. They're aimed at a very limited audience. You know, people who were in their 20s and 30s, who were the original fans of Sailor Moon. And they had promoted, you know, buying them in Nakayoshi Magazine and all over the internet for a good three months before the musical started. And they didn't fill the seats um that scared me and that kind of makes me worry that there may be not be a huge future uh for Nelke planning's version of the sailor musicals but i hope that i'm wrong and i hope that they continue to make them so let's see yeah i think the people who are going to see it did regardless and i think announcing beforehand that there would be net tickets available on niku niku doga uh, kind of um, move people who are thinking about, well, maybe I'll make the trip down to Tokyo and think, oh, I can stay at home and watch this. Mm-hmm. And they were like a third of the price, so that was a lot more attractive. So I would be curious to see what the uh, net uh, raking in for the um, online things were. I mean, I watched uh, a couple of them live, and uh, there were a ton of people uh, watching. The comments were so bad that it would lag the video stream, I had to turn them off. Um, but, yeah, I think that yeah, they might make up for it there. Possible. I mean, Nico Nico Doga, which is the platform through which we got our Rip of the Musical, has a whole entire section of the site just dedicated to streaming musicals, and not just Sailor Moon or anime-related musicals, but serious stuff like Othello and Hamlet, and um, the actress who plays Tuxedo Mask, Yamato Yuga, actually has her own channel as well. Right. Uh, so it's a really big thing on Nico. So absolutely, I mean, I don't think that they're necessarily hurting for money, but I was surprised that those shows in person didn't sell out, given how big. I mean, even though today you know, Sailor Moon's not as big in Japan as, say, One Piece, like Patty was saying, 
you know, it is still a big deal, and they promoted the ever-loving hell out of it. Sure, and I have to wonder how much of the profit for musicals actually comes from ticket sales as opposed to merchandise, because at the mm. same time as uh, this musical was going on, there was another one. Uh, I watched the whole um, Gakia no Kami-sama, the God of Backstage events for all these actresses, and I didn't record these segments. But in a lot of them, they also had the cast for the new uh, Sakura Tyson yeah. musical, which. <laughs> Oh which, God! Uh, Ow! Scream! And free. They can walk in without buying a ticket. So, yeah. And, make, and that's backed by Sega. They don't, you know, back things if they don't think they're going to be making any money. So it makes you wonder how much of this money actually comes from filling the seats and how much of it comes from selling the trinkets. The merchandise for Lori Conquista has been ridiculously expensive. Like the little pen lights, they're basically glow sticks, were $10 each. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are milking it for everything it's worth. And know? they're selling. And people buy it, yeah. $1 for the light, $9 for the, for, the, for the merchandising license. That's all. The merchandising that's been coming out for Sailor Moon 20th anniversary in general has been crazy expensive. You know, yeah. today I'm. real money from the franchise is made. They have a 100% polyester handbag that they're selling for $225, and people <laughs> buy it. Like, it's crazy. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I still can't find shiny moon powder anyway. It's so expensive. You go to, like, the same people that go to Hawaii to buy Gucci bags, so, I mean, money, yeah. so money doesn't seem to be as big of a problem for some of them. You know, it's just nuts. I mean, if you go on, like, the Japanese auction boards or something... You know, somebody's got a pre-order of the Shining Moon Powder or the new Sailor Moon Nail Collection or something. And they're selling for, like, you know, $800, $900. And they are selling. People and they're are selling, yeah. People are crazy. It's great. <laughs> hey, Ari. Yeah? Million, uh, million Man's theme is running through my head right now because you know what? Every person has their price. <laughs> and if we go to the chat room uh, live.vognetwork.com Shoujo Power says Brad from Mooncitty.net was, was saying that people reserve tickets but since they didn't pay for them they were available for purchase at the show and that she also spent $100 on Mew merchandise oh my gosh Thanks. well that's so different from some of us going to cons you say, you're going to the dealer's room just to browse and you come out with all these bags and you're like Wait, what the fuck just happened? And and why and why is my credit card screaming at me? You know. You know, it's funny that uh, Anne should make that comment. I have a friend who went to the last day for the musical, and as a as a favor to me, I had asked her. I was like, "Hey, you know, there's a lot of mystery visitors who want to get a copy of the pamphlet, and it's going to be hard for them to get living outside of Japan. Do you think you could buy a copy for every person who requests from the site?" And she goes, "Sure." And after 38 requests, <laughs> she had to say no more. <laughs> I can only imagine the look on the vendor's face when she had to buy 38 copies of them. Yeah, so that's thousands of dollars that she's waiting to get reimbursed for. That's no, no, no. They paid in, in, in advance. In advance. Oh, okay. Still. The but you figure, I mean, these people who were pre-ordered through Ruth, I mean, they paid the cost of the pamphlet. They paid shipping. for shipping. Yeah. I mean, and then she's also paying to have them, like, in her luggage, right? So, yeah. I mean, but people were willing to pay that expense to get those pamphlets. It was very popular. Like, after a day or two of the offer, we had to shut it down. Yeah, that's crazy. You I see... Mean, I can't really walk up to the people and be like, Hi, uh... And they'll just give you a funny stare. You want 38? Yeah. 
But people were doing it, and uh, from what I understand, also talking to Osavo, um, a lot of the merchandise was selling out. You know, posters and T-shirts and whatever, and the staff was scurrying to restock the show. Yeah, so. remember. You see, I will wait till someone buys the pamphlet, scans it, and put it online so I can view it on my tablet or my computer. That's good enough for me. Give me a week. <laughs> wow! I was going to say, if you need large scans, we have two program books coming to us. Yay, I will take them. One, one to keep perfectly preserved, and one to actually break the binding and scan it in. Yay! Cool. <laughs> you should have known that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> now, um... Now, now, two things that you talked about that just popped in my head. Now, the whole the whole scene where Usagi and the video games, my first thought was, I'm like, you know, Usagi, if you didn't have the transformation, and if you had a blue wig, you'd be Konata from Lucky Star. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, maybe it's me because I'm such a technophile. I was expecting some more special effects. I'm not talking stuff you see on Broadway, but something a, a little bit more. I mean, you know. Was yeah. You weren't satisfied by the pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the the fire hazard of her doing the glove thing. You have to understand the special permissions and permits they have to get, even in the 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 U.S. for certain kinds of things mm. to go on stage. I can't even imagine what it's like over there. Mm. There was a lot, with, of especially with the the space constraints. Thing. Was anyone else weirded out by the uh, little, I, little iPhone helpers? Those little uh, the dating things. Yeah, the uh, the the women who who uh, were uh, started after spiral incense. Yeah, it changes for each performance. Um, the one that I'm doing right now, the final performance, it's uh, Anin, uh, the pink Momo, you know, Clover girls, and she's dressed up like building blocks. <laughs> yeah, those things are fucking scary. I thought. <laughs> well, it's Momo Yuro Clover Z. Yeah. We're not huge fans. Hey. See, yeah. Not... It looked like a hose. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a garden hose. It does. It's mosquito incense, and it was, it was <laughs> silly. Um, but yeah, back on the special effects, there was a lot of unfortunate <clears throat> camera work. Uh, in the Senshiraku, they fixed that a lot. They focused in on the people who were doing the... Uh, the special effects as they were doing it. They did a nice close-up on Mars as she did Burning Man, uh, Mandala and her uh, fire came out of her glove and that was really cool. And uh, all the other attacks and the smokes and stuff, they actually you know, worked out where the camera needed to be when uh, it needed to be there for the final performance. And they put a camera up on the edge of the stage so you get some really cool close-up shots too. Uh, it, it, it gets better. Uh, we'll put out the second version for you pretty soon. And uh, it's worth watching, uh, even if you've seen the other one, just to see the differences. All right, yeah, I, you have a, you have a point there. Um, I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know, maybe because of the fabric and the light reflection, I'm like the skirts do look a little tacky. But um. I know you're supposed to kind of take the musicals with a grain of salt, but two things I, I, that popped up is like when one of the characters mentioned S and Super S, I was like, wait. Oh, yeah, the old hag. Yeah, I'm like, wait. I have to stop and rewind. I'm like, did I just see what I just I thought I saw? I was laughing my ass off at that the point. the wall a couple of times. Uh, yep, it's music. But, mm-hmm. but no one else really noticed it like in, like in character, in story. I imagine... Now, now I think about it, I imagine like 
the old hag saying at Sailor S and Sailor Super S and Usagi going, wait, what? And she goes, eh, nothing. And it just goes right back onto her rambling. Yeah, there's a lot of that in her inflection, which was kind of difficult to translate to text. But yeah, it's like, Saisho wa Yoma, Dakara, and she's like, Yoma, I don't really understand where you're going with this. She spoke very quickly. Yeah, that must that... have been a pain to translate. Oh, no, no, no. I'm used to that. I've always had old lady Japanese teachers who can remember <laughs> Well. She had these little wings that she could fly away on for her hair. James and I had this great... We both went to college together, and we both took Japanese together. That's how we met. And we had this old lady teacher who was actually a little bit like old hag Lovers. She had, like, this really, like, odd cadence to her voice and the strange way of speaking and when she would get upset or flustered she would just start going at a mile a minute Yeah, which was often because James never did his homework so <laughs> you don't have to talk about that see, just see. imagine the uh, subtitles like keep piling up piling up piling up and like you know just like falling all, all over one another until she calms down yeah yeah but yeah that's that's something that uh, we're used to so we can always handle that sort of thing because that's what we started learning with so it's not terrible it's familiar <laughs> actually you know I really like the actress they chose for Queen Beryl yes she uh, was awesome yes she was phenomenal just the way that she carried herself and comported on stage it was so perfect for Queen Beryl you know and her her creepy obsession with Endymion was just perfect. She was good. She was dark when she needed to be, and light and comical, like that one portion where she's zapping everybody. Just yeah, she looked like she had a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was Sasaki oh. rolling around on the floor behind her, which was awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it looked kind of awkward considering everything else. Yeah, part of the charm of the musical never too serious and the ones that are are bad uh, they can like bring you on an emotional roller coaster they can go to that dark place but then the next scene um, you've got Beryl bouncing around her palace in a veil saying aren't I cute yes but what the hell okay I have a serious question for everybody in the fandom okay. what the fuck was Metallia what was that? That which was not supposed to be seen, you know. It was like a light box with an angry voice in it. Yeah. It, it was like no the uh, thing from the monsters that lived under the stairs, or like the stairs just like fly up to a. I don't know. I started. Th I started thinking of the Wizard of Oz. You know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it was some tech guy who wasn't getting paid enough to do this shit. I think it was just a, a spotlight, probably with like a red cast over it and a little bit of a fog machine. Well, it's better than a dude in a chair being rolled across the stage. <laughs> oh, wait, what? That one's from Onkoku no Black Lady. Yeah. Okay, that's well, one musical well, I did not see. Wise Man was in an office chair and they'd roll him across the <laughs> stage. <laughs> it would have been funny if you had an oar to uh, you know, move himself across the stage. No, no, no. What would have been funny uh, behind the off shit was a label that said Staples. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, a real challenge for Sailor Moon has been that in every arc, the main villain, like the one that's really pulling the strings, is kind of ephemeral and bodiless, and they have to deal with that in the musicals. There's like Metallia, there's Wise Man, there's a Master Pharaoh 90. 90. Yeah. There's, well, I guess. 
Nehalenia, Nehalenia kind, kind of. of. And then you have Chaos. Like, four out of five, they don't have bodies, so it's kind of hard to cast. And even Nehalenia technically is Zirconia. Zirconia, yeah. It's bizarre. So, like, what do you do for that? You just, like, have a mirror with a creepy image in it? Yeah. Like, what the hell? But that's kind of I don't know. I think I'd like to see that. (laughs) I was really surprised that they went in the direction of the red light box for Metallia. You know, there's... To me, that was almost like a cop-out. Like, there were so many more creative things they could have done. Because when I was a little girl and I first watched Sailor Moon, like, whenever Metallia would make an appearance, like, in the anime... I got scared. You know, like, she sounded really, like, doomy and, and horrible and scary. Like, way scarier than Queen Beryl. And in this one, it was like, Metallia's just talking at you from a box, and I'm like, I'm really not threatened by this cardboard box. Like, <laughs> like dim the lights in the, in the theater. You know, like, do some, like, thunderous music. Like, like do it up. You know, don't just, like, wag well, your finger at me from a box. Well, you <laughs> see, you, you gotta understand, they were on a budget. If they had more money in the budget... It would have been Jeff Dunham standing there. It would have been a light box on a stick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. But Holy they did have God the damn it. You're trying to ruin Sailor Moon for me forever? Those. Maybe. Yeah, that's something they could have done better with Metallia because they did have projection technology. They, did, mm-hmm. they demonstrated that with the Molinero Clover Girls and the, uh, the introduction to the second act. They actually displayed things up on the screen. It wouldn't have been too bad to make like a animation of Metallia and put that up instead, but they right. decided to go in a different direction, probably because they needed to have Moon go up in the air, and they couldn't really have her shadow cast on Metallia or anything like that. But, you know, they could have done it differently. Okay, now, now one thing I want to touch on that Ellie mentioned earlier about Beryl's obsession with Mamoru. I saw that, and I'm like, I can really get into this. But it was like, as they were explaining the whole story of the moon, and when they said Beryl was like the queen of Earth, I actually stopped watching, and I'm like... That's not how it happened. Exactly! I went to the wiki, and I'm like, okay... Did she have any kind of political power at all? Because she was very clear on that. In anime... She was just there in the manga. She was a sorceress. This, she is the queen. Therefore, Endemion is either her kid or her nephew. Whoever wrote this has a serious Oedipus complex. Either that, either that. Or they saw how they made Uranus and Neptune into lesbian cousins in the dub and they saw that as a challenge to do weirder. Now, no, we're not. No, no, no. Challenge accepted. We do. Ari, we do not talk about the dub. We don't. Unless unless we're in Kentucky and we're missing teeth. <laughs> God damn it. What were you saying, Ellie? Sorry, I'm trying to play, make picture of the Outer Century's transformation team on a banjo. So, James and I have translated uh, three of the four incarnations of Sailor Moon. I've done all of the manga. He's done the majority of the musicals. We've done the live action. I think the only thing we really haven't tackled too much is... The anime. The anime, but we've all seen it. So, I mean, uh, we still know what's being said. But the difference has to do with the language in Japanese. And it's really difficult to give it a a fair shake in English. Because the way that we talk about royalty and have relations to monarchy is a little bit different than the way they do it in Japan. Right. And so when when we talk about Queen Beryl, when they refer to Queen Beryl without using the English queen, right? When they when they call her O or, you know, Joel or something, you know, they're, it, it almost gives this flavor to it as if, you know, 
Queen Beryl comes from some small, unimportant province on Earth. She's the queen of, like, a lesser kingdom, you know, whereas Endymion might be the prince of, like, the main Earth kingdom, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah, it, does. Really it does. It does. Cool, you know? Yeah. So, like, kind, kind, of, kind of how the Senshi are princesses in their own right, but, yeah, but there's Usagi the is the princess. Right. That's Bingo. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly that, like that. So how do you reflect that back in English? Uh, it's very difficult because they're using the word queen and they're using the word prince. And that's what it means, you mm -hmm. know. But there is yep. that flavor behind it where, you know, Queen Beryl definitely, makes, she's a queen and that gives her a different, a, a better title. But her rank is definitely beneath his. Right. And in this musical, the phrase that causes all the trouble is Ozoku, which is written for the characters for kingdom and family. Uh, together, you, normally it's translated as royalty, but breaking down the characters, it's royal family. So I decided to uh, translate it that way, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're related, it just means that they're both nobles. That being said, nobles interbreed. That's yeah, a there's a lot of that going on in uh, Really bad. Like, and especially and the royal families in Europe. Yeah, but you know what? To be fair, Japanese royal family, just as bad. Yeah, they are. But we don't hear about their business, so that's okay. There's no way to get around that. And so maybe part of Endymion's, you know, reluctance to go with Beryl has to do with that. We don't really know. But he seems awfully quick to be like, oh, I can bang that girl from the moon instead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that reminds me. That, yeah, I was kind of bothered that they were uh, using the English terms for a princess and king and queen and a prince. Well, Japanese kind of likes to use English as, you know when it's a easily recognizable word like that for emphasis. Like, uh, you can be Hime-sama all day long, but once you call yourself Purinsesu, it's kind of special. Yeah, it sounds cool. I mean, I grew up with Japanese I don't, I don't imagine Japanese getting English characters tattooed on their, on their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they go that far, but it, it's, it's like um, it's like a more posh way of saying something. Right? It sounds cooler to say it with English words than with Japanese for some reason. When I went to Korea, there was a t-shirt in a shopping mall I went to that said, please don't feed the boats. <laughs> please what? Please don't feed the boats. Park the car and have a yacht. When I, last time I went to Korea, I saw streets and streets, all these different vendors of a, at bootleg Pokemon merchandise. Really shitty quality, too. And this was in January of 2001. Yep. Well... It is what it is, but let's go around and get, like, our final thoughts of the musical before we break and get out of here, because I think Mako might try to choke me through the internet if we keep going, because, you know. Why am I going to choke you? Because it's past 11, and you were worried about how late would be up? Yep. No, because I, I don't have to open tomorrow. Oh! Okay. Let, let, I said that. Okay. And we can go all late if you want to. No, a um, couple of people might want to shoot me, so we can't do that. But, um... Say, let's... Uh, no, we'll, we'll save Say and Yatin for last, because I know that they're going to leave things... In, we're going to have some enlightening words from them about this. So... <laughs> exactly! Uh, Ellie, let's start with you. What, your final two thoughts of the musical. I loved it. I highly recommend it. For me, I'm more of a casual viewer of the musicals, especially Sailor Moon musicals. Mm -hmm. And so for me, this is a really easy, fun way to get involved in the, in the fandom. You know, one of the complaints I, I always hear, and even a complaint that I have, is that if you want to watch the musicals, where the hell do you begin? 
it, it's like overwhelming. There's like 29 of them and 800 performances and half of them are on VHS and the other half are on DVD and three more are like floating in the abyss. Who Laser freaking abyss. knows? Yeah, like, <laughs> and where do you begin? I don't know. With, La Reconquista is so easy. It's like the great best primer to the musicals that I could have imagined. And so I love it for that reason. It's really energetic. It's really upbeat. It's really modern. I love the iPhones. I love the touches to make it today. You know, so I really liked it. Hope everybody checks it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. No love for us Android users, but anywho. Hey! I heard that. I'm the only iPhone user in my household, and I get slack for it all the time. So when I saw that they were using iPhones, I was so pleased. Wow, sponsored by Apple. That's right. God. You need to get your shit together, Google. But anywho... Okay, we soon to iTunes. <laughs> All right. Mm, okay, whoever would like to go next, please. Um, I'll go next. Um, awesome. As for me, I really like this musical, too, and I hope it's a, a sign of things to come that they do more of this sort of thing because this was really a lot of fun for me to uh, get back into the swing of speed subbing and it was really enjoyable, and people really liked the translation, and the, the musical itself is great. Um, let's see. Yeah, there are definitely things that can be improved and changed for next time, but I really liked what they did here. It's a good way to rekindle it. Um, yeah, Ali was mentioning how easy it is to pick up. I was impressed with the way that they dealt with not having a uh, origin story by completely, you know, ignoring the need for one. That was great. Yeah, it was great. They yeah, just, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, all You know what happened to them. Like, they're all just, oh, yeah, we totally know that we're sailor soldiers, and we totally know that we're fighting the Dark Kingdom. It's great. And we had a pack <laughs> from, like, the first three seasons. It's all great. Mercury's not useless. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now, she's not Sakura Haruno for Naruto. Oh, <laughs> that hurt. So harsh. Yeah. Yeah, that's my two cents. I liked it. I hope there's more. Okay. Um, Mako, your 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 two cents. I'm glad I predicted that this was going to happen. <laughs> You're gonna have to be more specific. Um. Well, as I was saying in chat earlier, um, in our chat earlier, um, we, we sat and we talked about the new. Sailor Moon anime coming and first thought that came to my mind was new anime, new musical. And oh, say it went oh shit. Oh right, yeah, you call you, yeah, you call that. So yeah, I'm just really glad that that went out there cuz I can say hey. I was right. I was right. You called it. I like being what? right. And no time <laughs> on what it was exactly when my brain broke. Hmm? And there was no uh, consensus on what time specifically my brain had broken. <laughs> no. The Mako is already broken. Yeah. Yeah, much. it's been broken. Mm-hmm. Dude, you hang out with us. Exactly. If it, was, if it wasn't broken, I'd feel sorry for you. No, you'd be in therapy right now trying to explain shit. Yeah, because you can't hang out with people with broken brains and not have your brain broken. Exactly. Unless you're part of a comedy comedy troupe where you're the only sane person in the group, and you're 
And your shit involves keeping these assholes in line? Uh, there should be no straight men in comedy groups. Just saying. And I say that on all forms of the word. <laughs> Good job. Wow. You can't wait. Can you, can you hear this? That's me tapping out. <laughs> See, I like when I do that too. <laughs> Mako-chan? Hmm? That was bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> well, you know me. I like to collect gay boyfriends like Ari likes to collect Pokemon. I collect gay boyfriends too. It's great! I will um, never trade them. No. Ever. No. You see, see, Ari, this is why we can't take Mako-chan to P-Town. She won't leave. She will, she will have this stroke in the middle of the street. <laughs> Someone needs to hook us up with some good queens so we can find some new wig places. Talk yes. to Mako. <laughs> I follow them on Twitter. And most of them talk about, like, their lace front wigs and all of that, but they never actually say where they're getting their wigs from. Sorry. That's because queens aren't going to share their info. There's no way. They got lace front wigs. Shit. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on a side note, has anyone seen the RuPaul meme that was floating around today? Oh my yeah. god, yes. There's a new one? Yeah. There is a new one where he, she, RuPaul's like, they shut down the government, honey, sashay away. And there's, what was it? Uh, She's standing in, yeah. Front, yeah, in front of the White House of Congress saying, you better get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I love. No, I was laughing this weekend because uh, RuPaul was talking about the labyrinth and David Bowie. Oh, and uh, yeah, and how his little man gherkin thingy should have its own like, um, <laughs> that it should ha it should have its own name up when the credits are rolling. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That's sort of like with Heroes of Cosplay, where I think Jinyo should get his own spinoff called the Jinyo Show, or Not My Girlfriend's Cosplays. But anywho, uh, Ari, what did you think of La Reconquista? Well, honestly, I'm the last person of the five of us who should be asked about musicals, because the last musical I saw in the past ten years was Green Day's American Idiot, and that was like six months ago. So, uh, I don't, I don't really know how to look for bad acting or bad dancing for, um, like, on stage and whatever, but I legitimately enjoyed it for, even with the flaws and issues I had with it. It was still pretty good. Okay. Well, I've, like, I've seen two, two or three other Mews, and I'm, and when it comes to regular musicals, there's only one that I love to death, and that's... West Side Story. This was fun. I mean, despite what whatever issues I had with it, I'll watch it again. That's something I can break out. But grab the beers. Let's put this on. We're gonna have a good time. Trust me, you're going to like it. You're part of the fandom. Trust me, you're going to like this. Okay. Uh, now here comes the. Now, say Yatin, Do we need dramatic music for this or no? No. Okay. I, I, I actually agree with what Ellie said. It, it's a good place to dive in. Okay. Yeah. 
it's a very good place to dive in. Concern. And I really, I really do think though, if people are going to attempt to uh, tackle the, what was it, twelve years worth of musicals beforehand, just keep in mind they are completely different. They have a completely different feel. Yeah, and you know, and they were made for kids. It's you know, the costumes are tacky because think of the think of the cosplay costumes back in '93. I mean, they were tacky. <laughs> so lots and lots you know, of satin. The, but yeah. back to La Reconquista. I mean, it 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 was it. I'm losing my words. <laughs> it's better than I thought it would be. I'm I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was good. We it was liked good. it. You know, we we just you know like we said, we just had a couple weeks with it, but for the most part, we actually really enjoyed it and. We like the fact that it's easily accessible now, and you know there were a lot of people that didn't know about the muse, and that they know about them now. So it's it's really good that it happened. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So maybe if, if there is a second one, we'll see whatever issues that were out that it'll be fixed, or it'll just be just as campy. Just as campy, yay! <laughs> oh, Mako. Alright. Let's go ahead, take our final break, and when we come back, we're just gonna wrap things up and get the hell up on out of here. Agreed? Alright then. Agreed. Okay, we'll be back.
You know, I'm so glad that our mics are muted during this because I would have been on the floor just <laughs> losing my shit, okay? I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? I really hate you guys. What? <laughs> Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs> Someone suggested a Sailor Moon crossover Michael Jackson. And someone suggested the Sailor Scouts dancing like Michael Jackson. I said, hey, picture them all doing the lean. And shit just got out of control from there. You see, that would work. That would work. Okay, now, here you go. Uh, moon Moonwalker done in the style of a Sarah Miyu. Done. Done. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, my turn. Uh-oh. I'm out. Hey, we did Gungam style. Maybe that should be part of our Gungam style goes with everything. Seriously, I hate you guys. <laughs> What's wrong, Cartman? <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> Alright, before this madness delves any further, I think we at Miss Dream are going to call it a night at uh, 11.30 Eastern, and we've got work in the morning. I um, completely understand. Thank you so much for having us. It was great to talk about Larry Conquista with you guys. It was a pleasure, and we appreciate you being on the show with us. So do you have any, like, Facebooks, Twitters, and websites you want to shamelessly plug? Now's the time. Yes, MissDream.org. And, um, you know, as you were promoing earlier, um, the fund for Kathleen, Love for Venus, mm-hmm. you know, definitely check that out. I've got links to it, I think, on my Tumblr account, but I'll put it up on MissDream, too. Okay. Um, you know, it's always important for us to pull together as a community and support a fellow Sailor Moon fan in need. So, yeah, that's really all there is to promo for now. If you haven't already, definitely check out Ori Conquista. It's awesome! Yes, it is. Look me, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night. See you okay. later. You got it. Take care. Good night. Night. Alright, so let me go ahead with the roll here. Pull up my famous word document. You'd think I'd have this all memorized by now, but if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free, for the love of what we do, and for the podcast. So, if we're going to give you a review on something, it's straight up. We're, it's not biased, unless we get paid for it, and um, and if we're getting paid for it, our starting bid price is around like 10 grand, because we all got bills to pay. So, Definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. There are some wonderful articles up there. This week there is no article, no cosplay article, but we have an article up about Love for Venus, so definitely check that out. There is a bumper little icon on the site, so you can take a look at that, and also if you want to put it on your site and spread the word. Um, Also, our podcasts are available on our site, but for some reason you can't get to it because your job has you firewalled or something like that. There are multiple places where you can definitely check out our podcast. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, and Xbox Music. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll definitely give it a, a shot on the air. Definitely check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. I've yet to get the um, Castle Point videos up. They will be up sometime this week. I have the time to do it. Not a word out of you, Mako-chan. Actually, you can wait on that one. Why is that? I'm not saying. (sighs) 
I don't get paid enough for this. But, um, like I said, the videos will be up shortly. So, um, let's see. Say, uh, Yatin, do you have a YouTube page you want to plug off? YouTube? No, not really. Okay. Um, if you want to check out our personal YouTube pages, you can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. Definitely follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. That's where we'll have information about our podcasts, <laughs> videos, photos, articles, everything, what conventions we're going to, the whole nine yards. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's a little crazy, but you can. You can find me at DJ Ranma S, Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan is Joe Vidaya. Uh, Say a yacht, do you have a Twitter or no? Yep, Starlet Creations. Definitely find them at Starlet Creations. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We just hit 2,600 fans. I don't know what we're doing for you guys to like us, but thank you. As long as you continue to like the page, the articles, the videos, everything we do, we're going to continue to keep adding to it because, hey, if, if you like it, we can't stop. Um, if you want to find us on uh, Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash I am DJ And you can find uh, Mako at um, facebook.com slash Makoto Mako Chan Kino. Try saying that five times fast. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, say, uh, I do believe you have a uh, face, Facebook books as well. Yeah, three of them. Um, our personal it. cosplay places page is Kinmoku Revolution. Um, our business page is Starlet Creations. And if you really like the Sailor Moon musicals, we have a Sailor Moon musical troupe, and it's called Last Chance Mew. God damn it, Rageinator. I just looked in the chat, he goes, Sailor Moonwalker. <laughs> I'll be here all week trying to feel. <laughs> um, like I said, we are on the VOG Network Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Encore, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it's the VOG Network, VOG, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only podcast that's on this network. If you like television shows, movies, books, British pop culture, British programming and pop culture in general, you definitely check out Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. If you're into World of Warcraft and MMOs, you want to check out WoW Wednesdays. You have Girls Gone WoW at 12, followed by Horde House Live Wednesdays at 10 p.m. If you want to, like I said in our show prior, if you want to hear a female point of view of what we talk about on a regular basis, that's Electric Sisterhood. They are on before us, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. So definitely check those ladies out, because they're awesome. And then don't forget the... Power Block on Sundays, the founding bricks, the founding programming of the network, the Bobby Blackwell Show Sundays at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9pm. Nothing but awesome gamer talk, video game talk, and all that good stuff. So, okay, now that we got that out the way, let's do, um, last thoughts. Um, Ari. My cat has taken taken to sitting on my window, like, every day for the past week or so. I think he's becoming as antisocial and disconnected as I am. Oh, okay. Then again, I've had the window open, and he likes the open window, so it could be that, too. So, but what do I know? Well, it's a nice, it's a nice breeze going, so... Makrochan? Um, I think I figured out what I'm going to be for Halloween. 
I thought you figured that out. Hmm? I thought you figured that out already. Well, I figured it out today. Oh, okay. So, it excites me. Looking in a mirror excites you? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, for me, if I know how awesome the reboot of Hawaii Five O was, I would have watched it. I would start watching like three years back. I am marathoning this series like whoa, and I've yet to watch episode twenty five of Attack on Titan. And from what I can tell, no one's really talking about it, so my hopes aren't up that high. All right, Seiya Yaten. Nar. Yeah. <laughs> That's about my thoughts. I'll allow it. Yeah, we're going with that one, I guess. Okay. Uh, that, 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 that. discombobulated. <laughs> I broke her. Oh. Took nine years, but I broke her. Well, if that, if that won't break you, this will from Rajinator. There once was a sailor from Venus whose body was shaped like a... Oh. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Rageinator is becoming the Drew Nami of, of anime jam session, okay? Oh, so that's why Adam likes. Oh, oh. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. snap. <laughs> Burn. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to hurt you, Rageinator. I really am. <laughs> Thing, you know, in the Japanese language where they have a hard time pronouncing these, and sometimes her name Stop. actually does come out as, you Stop. know, something it's not. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's just... To quote Charles Barkley, <laughs> that was just terrible. Just terrible. 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 And there's our thoughts for the and night. And there's apparently our thoughts for the night. <laughs> Alright, you can take a drink. I've been broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to our special show tonight. We had fun. We'll definitely be back. Same Vogue Network time. Same Vogue Network channel. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. Saying yeah, ten. There, I answered for you. You're okay. And working Moku Revolution. Good night, everybody. I think I need a drink. <laughs> Say good night, Mako Chan. J- just go ahead and do it. Just put the nail in the fucking coffin. Good night, Mako Chan. Narf. They started it. <laughs> but you knew it was coming. Where are we going to get galoshes at this time of night, Frank? <laughs> if Jamie cracks corn and no one cares, why does he keep doing it? I think so, Bray, but Burlap chafes me so. <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you guys so fucking Good night, everybody. (laughs) This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. 
There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.